Tom, we're back. It's we're in the sun studio is shining. Again. The sun is spring out. is is here. It is. We're in studio, and we're talking about culture. And we are talking about culture. And, and I, yeah, go ahead. And I, I just heard that um, your daughter got a pet, didn't she? She got a, a cat. Wow, recently? that it really gets around. You know, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it's in the New York Times, I believe. That, that <laughs> uh, yes, she did. She a new uh, member of the family. It's a new member of the family. They have uh, two children, uh, a, a, a young a lady who's uh, about to turn ten, and, and a young man who is going to turn five this summer. And now they have a one-year-old um, kitten or a cat, I guess, at one, and um, and just joined the family. Yeah, terrific. And they and they're very happy, and the cat can go anywhere it wants, pretty much, and do anything it wants, as cats will. They, 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 that's not going to change. No, whether you want them to or not. Actually, the cat has gone many areas they do not want it to go, that's, and that, did that almost like day one because that, that's what a cat immediately. Is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how they know they have a cat and not a absolutely. dog. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It actually figured out how to climb into the bottom of the oven mm. and up behind it. Uh huh. Now. There's no advantage to doing that, but it's a cat, and it just went because I can, and then got stuck. And got stuck. Of yeah. <laughs> it's like a paw flailing. And, and what's, right. the, what's the name of the cat? The name, well, it's called Gigi, but the name is actually G. Gordon Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, for those of you who are not familiar with the um, the history of of the Watergate era in the United States around Richard Nixon's presidency, um, one of the infamous uh, contributors to that all of that that ended up with the president having to resign for the only time in the history of the United States. Um, was a gentleman by the name of G. Gordon Liddy. And as we do this podcast, uh, Mr. Liddy has just passed away with, a, oh, I don't know, within the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, just this, in this last week. Yeah. yeah. And then they got a cat. And then they got a cat, but they had already gotten the cat. Before that, yeah. The cat was named prior to Mr. Liddy actually shedding the human coil. But there are reasons for these things. Well, yes, because now he no longer was needed so they had another thing that was a pain in the neck. So now that, he's uh, now he's here. now he's taken over the the body of this incarnate. Well, let's creature. hope not, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. And, and they especially have, with cats, it's possible. It, it's possible, of course. Yes. Right now, and the and the interesting thing with Mister Liddy also is that he not the cat, but Liddy, not Kitty. The that he oh, went the, on the, the to human, have the human Liddy, not the Kitty Kitty Liddy. Sure, right. <laughs> yes. I don't. Well, I don't know what he said. No one does. No. Okay. Um, and it <laughs> was that he he ended up having like multiple careers and doing quite well for himself, which is really kind of amazing. Since and and never never spoke a word of regret of the things he did during the time of of the Watergate. He era. didn't have any. He didn't have any. Nope. And um, which makes him a very dangerous human being. Yeah. Because uh, you just don't care, then what do you do? But you know? Tom, don't speak ill of the dead. No, I will. It, yeah, I certainly <laughs> will. And he deserves it. And he probably would agree if he was sitting here right now. He, he had his own agree. podcast. Exactly. But, but the whole idea that your daughter as now uh, a new member of the family. That's right. A, a feline. A feline. So feline it brought, a, a, brought an animal into the house. Made me think of a wonderful conversation I think we, we, we we might have. Uh-huh. The, the, what's the cultural piece to this? Well, because you know, we've spoken just a little bit about about certain animals around the world, but I don't think we've really discussed pets around the world. Pets around the world. Is pets there a cultural issue to the that? Around the world. <laughs> 
Are there? Is there? Is there ever not a cultural aspect? Because I am Dean Foster, and I'm Tom Peterson, and this is Oops, Oops your, your culture showing. showing. And we also have Torin with us. Oh today. yeah, he's our pet. <laughs> Sorry, Torin. He's um, yes, he's with us in studio again. This is this is crazy stuff. And and Torin, yeah. you, you grew up with pets, didn't you? I did. You had yes. numerous. Yeah, we had a we had a few or a couple when I was well. That's not true. I think bananas and Tuesday, which are cats, yes. were still around when I was very when you very were very young, very young. Okay, so yes. I don't remember them. No, but I remember our cat chicken. Yeah. Or your chicken and, named Cat. Or, and the chicken named Cat <laughs> yeah, came, yeah, came later. As you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and our dog named Bailey. Yeah. Who was very cute. Well, there was also the cat named Lester. Right. That's right. Lester. Yep. yep. And there was Fox as well, although Fox was an uh, outdoor okay, cat. Okay. Again, when I was young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then there was also the fox named Cat. There was. We had, we had chicken Why and the fox. Con- they and were the from Lester the same well, This is an interesting pattern. You constantly named an animal after another animal. Yes. Well, that's right. Mm. Uh huh. Because what does it they mean? Well, there's actually a reason for that, but it would just bore you to tears. So, um, well, let's I'm, move on. Then. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, it's always cats or dogs. Cats or dogs. Cats or dogs here mm. in Pretty much. the U.S. Right. These seem to be the predominant, you know. Yeah. And there are certain cultural um, patterns to this. Because I remember reading that um, as the country became more and more urbanized, um, cats become the preferred animal because they don't take as much attention. Mm. You can leave them in the apartment. I think there may have been another reason, too. Because you're talking the Industrial Revolution. No, I'm talking about much more recently than that. Ah, okay. Yes, well, absolutely. Recent recent urbanization. I see. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. But the cat was always in the house because they kept the rats away. That's that's throughout history. And and I think in the in the in the beginning of the industrial revolution, when the urban areas really started to grow, uh, that became a huge factor. But it also had been a huge factor on the farms. Yes, you know, the barn cat yeah. was in the barn. The mousers. The mousers, yeah. And yep. you didn't feed these animals because nope. you wanted them to live off the mice. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. But but also, that's a working animal. It's it's almost like the cats on the farms, for the most part, were were like the horses. You know, it's mm. it's they were they were to do work of some kind, whether it was carrying humans around or it was pulling a plow. Or it was something like that. Turning a wheel. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Or and inventing the, the computer. There was this horse was that, that horse. once. Yeah. Love that horse. In, in the stable. It was sitting, burning the midnight oil, just <laughs> working on those. He was amazing. Working on those. What was his name? Ed? Zeros and ones. Mm, something like that. Something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you, you couldn't <laughs> shut him up. That's all I know. And, and, but, but yeah. Of, so they were. It was a lot were, of horse feathers. Oh. <laughs> 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 we. <laughs> Moving quickly, along. but to your point, Tom, oh, can a working I animal? Had a point? Hold on. Yeah, well, oh, okay, go ahead. Well, yes. I, I'm taking a point from what you're saying. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Can a working animal be defined as a pet? Yeah. See, I don't think so. So no. Is your cow your pet? Probably not. Could it be? It, I guess it could be, but then you have to treat it significantly different than most cows get treated. Right. I so I think the definition of a pet is where you simply have an animal for. Affection, yep. Uh, to to take this place of um, it, it, an object of affection, yeah, basically. Yes, I think a company uh, for if, especially people who might live alone might need it to just give them someone something else around. 
And then you have that strange category of animals that provide emotional support where one could make the case that they are working animals, not necessarily pets. You could. But they're somewhere in between, right? Yeah, because that's that's almost like getting a... You still love them like a pet. Well, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of talk now, people growing older and living longer, and in some cases needing, can't they can't really live by themselves. So there's a whole industry that is built around that where people come in and, and, and spend a lot of time or, in fact, live with older people in order to um, give them support and ta- help take care of them, but also uh, emotional support. And in doing so, they I'm sure there's an attachment there, at least from the person who is being taken care of. And I'm thinking that those animals offer that as well. Now, is there going to be a give and take on that? I think so. I think those emotional um, support animals are going to both, I mean, aren't they going to get some sort of whatever animals get out of that? They're still going to get out of it. No, they get food and care and... And attention. Attention, yeah. And they give back attention. Right, And what we perceive to be um, love and understanding and appreciation. But here's a cultural thing. It... In the U.S., it's mainly been, therefore, by the definition of a pet, not being a working animal. Right. With the exception of cats on the farm and, and the mousers and such. Right. Um, it's basically been dogs and and cats. Yeah, I would say in the United States, it's primarily dogs. And, that's, and, yeah. and right. the cultural thing is that different cultures have different animals as pets. Using the pet as a definition. Sure. First and do all, they even have pets too? Well, in, in well that's, that yeah, it, 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 there's the presumption that you are economically as a society uh, capable of enabling a critical number of people the economic uh, privilege of being able to keep animals strictly for, strictly for, um, emotional and, and affectionate reasons and for nothing else sure. not for food not for working so that already eliminates a lot of cultures because in many cultures i have an animal because i'm going to ultimately eat them or because they're do, pr- providing some sort of work mm. or they're providing some sort of food you know so i don't eat the cow until it's given me all the milk and then we'll slaughter the cow and and, and throughout human wow, history harsh. wow well, I think throughout human history, this has been the no, role right. of, of animals. <laughs> you're correct. Yes. But now it's so the whole idea of a pet is kind of a, 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 a on, on a mass scale, kind of a recent development. I think it's, all throughout mm. human history, elites did have pets. Well, we know the Egyptians mm. revered cats. Right. And, and it, but, but, but probably from what you're saying, and I think this is what has been found, is that they can trace back that. That that the pharaohs and and might have have a cat, or or the family of the pharaohs might have some sort of cat, and it was, in was it did it represent a god? I'm not sure. In, yes, in, the, yes, it, it did. did. I don't remember the name of the Egyptian god, but it did represent a god, a yes. very powerful god. Right, yes. and and so in some cases they've been mummified and buried, mm-hmm. uh, in some of the pyramids and and other tombs that they found, I believe, and um and so. And in that case, I don't know, is that, again, are we crossing a line of, of pet to actually something that's doing something for them? It's it's offering them some sort of eternity that they are um, getting from the pet. Well, I remember in, in China, I was walking through um, a kind of a flea market um, in in Shanghai, 
and there were lots of interesting things there that were catching my eye. I love these outdoor flea markets. And there was a little box and it had what looked to me like a screen on the cover and the cover would slide forward and back. So I'm looking at it and because it had a screen on it, I'm thinking they, if you flip the cover back, you must have kept something alive inside it. And then you would close it up, and the thing inside it could live through the air. With the air, from, from sure. The screen. And I found out that this was a cricket box. Ah. And the cricket in Chinese culture was always a, a, a bringer of good luck. So, But it was a live cricket. And you would keep a live cricket in this little cricket box and keep the cricket box with you as you walk, spent your day. I mean, you walked around, you know. And... And, and, but this brought luck. So, I mean, was it a pet? Huh. Did you keep the cricket because you were affectionate with it? Or, yeah. or did you keep the cricket because it was... Because it brought you good luck. It, or, you believed or, it brought you good luck. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you fed it, you know, right. and you gave it air and water. And and you actually kept it and, and took responsibility for it for that reason. By Jiminy, you did. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> That okay, that's that's kind of interesting because you know my first reaction to it, and this is very cultural reaction, I believe, is that um, no, you don't you don't have affection for it, but maybe you do, maybe you maybe. do. Yeah, I mean, just and maybe the cricket does for you also. My other reaction to that is, how long do crickets live? Yeah, I, I don't. I think mm. you've got a limited time span. Before. So just when you get, it's just when you get bored with it, right? <laughs> you open it up one day and it's yeah. cricket, yeah. Jiminy, Jiminy, yeah. uh, nothing's <laughs> happening. According to the internet, about eight to ten weeks. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, oh my gosh, just enough time to breed, I guess. Yeah. But not if it's in a box. But <laughs> right. <laughs> it's maybe that was maybe that's the problem with them. Um, mm. but again, if you're, if you're doing that, it may be a little bit different only because crickets may have things that, that consume crickets. I'm assuming they do. And so the, like birds and stuff so that the average lifespan is going to be impacted by a predator as opposed to if it's living in a box with, um, and getting whatever sustenance it needs. Now you mentioned birds, you know, and I'm thinking back that my very first pet was not a cat or no. a dog. It was a bird. And mm. one of the reasons was because we lived in an apartment, mm -hmm. in an apartment building, and my mother just did not want to have a four-footed creature walking through, cat or dog, right? Right. And, and she didn't want the, it was too small. Right. So a, a she allowed a bird in, in a small cage and it was a parakeet. And and we had Ricky the first and then Ricky the second. Wow. And I think we may have had a Ricky the third. <laughs> yeah, at some, okay, at I, some now, point. Okay, all right. Now, uh, now I got to ask these questions. Did, did, um, was... And I remember the first one. Ricky the first was of the blue variety and then Ricky the second was of oh, the yes. green variety. Mm, okay. Was... was um, <laughs> Where where did Ricky come from? Well, who knows? The, I mean, I mean the name. Not, yeah. Oh, we don't know. No, okay. I was too young. I didn't ask. It sounded like a nice name. Okay. That's the name the bird came with. Why, uh, why did that's I right. know? Of course, it's the bird's name. Hello. <laughs> um, right. Well, I mentioned my pets before. I also had fish <laughs> and tropical fish, but not for very yes. long because I did not take care of them very well. Well, they're very hard to take care of. 
<laughs> I think tropical fish is difficult. Hey, I have a tropical <laughs> fish story, which is very true. Is it cultural? Um, no, it's not cultural at all. <laughs> <laughs> then go for it. But it has to please continue. <laughs> I remember as a little kid, my grandmother told me that we were going to have a dinner that night. And she wanted to let me know that this guy was coming to dinner and uh-huh. he was an uncle of mine who I'd never met before. And she said, and I'm telling you now because you have to be very polite with him. He's going to shake your hand. And when you shake his hand, you're going to realize he's missing his fingers. And, okay. And so I just want, I remember my grandmother wanted me to know this. Is so this I a George be, Kaufman play? And sort no. Of, no. <laughs> well, my just For the four of you out there who know who George Kaufman <laughs> so, is. Uh, so of course I'm, I'm, I'm like the six-year-old kid and I'm going, whoa, I'm going to meet this guy with no Very fingers. Very cool. And my grandmother told me to behave, you know. <laughs> so I meet him and sure enough, he shakes my hand that night and, and he's missing his fingers. And All of them? I don't remember that detail. Oh, wow. Maybe he had a thumb. There was I don't know. <laughs> but you know, Without the thumb, he couldn't grab my hand. Well, that's true. Or you uh, would have slid right up to his elbow. Which is why some people have monkeys as pets, I guess. So that you won't slide up to their elbow? Yeah. <laughs> They'll slide up to your elbow anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're I see. monkeys. Now it's getting very, very strange. So, <laughs> go ahead. I asked my mother. So you're holding this I guy's elbow. I asked my grandmother. Yes. She wouldn't tell me. I don't know. I had this, you know, don't. She wasn't going to tell me, but I asked. Oh, it's one of those unspeakable things in the family. Unspeakable family things. But I felt comfortable enough to ask my mother, what's with Uncle George? You know, like he has no fingers. Was his real name George? We changed it. No, I just thought of it now because I couldn't remember what his real name was. (laughs) Never met him before, never met him again. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It turned out he lost his fingers in the Amazon. Because he went down to the Amazon looking for gold uh-huh. at, at some point. Huh. You know, he was one of these guys who saw an opportunity. Yeah. And, and he wasn't able to do any, but he became the first importer of tropical fish to the United States. Oh. And while he was down in the Amazonas in South America, he discovered the piranhas. Oh, oh no. Oh, wow. I, my oh. hand hurts right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh. So uh-huh. I guess you could say there was a cultural aspect to it in the sense that he was going down there and pilfering uh, resources of that country. In a grand colonialist tradition. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Exploiting whatever whatever he could exploit. Well, he got his, or the piranhas got their just dessert. Now, That's true. Fast, fast forward to my career. I think it was uh, lady fingers or man fingers in <laughs> right, this man case. Fingers. Yes. Man fingers. <laughs> Which is very different from Lady Bean. Yes. But fast forward to my career. Chewier. 30 years later, I find myself down in the Amazonas in uh-huh. the, the section of Venezuela. Yes. Which is the, in, 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 it's the Amazon. Uh-huh. You think of Venezuela as the coast and Caracas, but significant part of the country is in the Amazonas. And I'm walking through an area where the, I'm with a guide and he's, we have to cross a river. And he said, now, the, the way you cross a river safely when, the, when there's the possibility of piranha in the river is you look for a waterfall and then cross just before the waterfall, so before it crests over the above rocks. Above the waterfall. Above the waterfall. Uh-huh. Just cross it there because there'll never be piranha by a waterfall. Oh. Because they know that if they, they fall over, over the rocks, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. they, they okay. could die. Yeah. Huh. Right. Huh. So you can safely cross a piranha-infested river 
by a waterfall. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Aren't you glad you tuned in already? Yeah, really. (laughs) Right? We're all learning something. Well, it's going to save some people, I'm sure. You know, I I think... Keep your fingers. A lot of... uh, a lot of people with man uh, fingers or lady fingers, as you I like. A lot of feet were probably sacrificed to find that out. Actually, yeah. um, well, uh, nope, the, not here. I think nope. The, the development of human knowledge was, you know, over things over had the, to be sacrificed. Yeah. Just like the saying, you know, it was a brave man to eat the first oyster. Right, right. Who then opened up uh, an oyster bar, I believe. In Grand Central Station, I think it was. I, um, and why, why some people keep oysters as pets. That's right. Well, <laughs> well and you can't thing, beat the pearls, you know? It's just, it's a, it's a side well, then it's a, then it's, well, then it's a working Now it's a working scene. Yeah, there you right. go. Okay. See? Wow. Yeah, but for one thing, you know, you don't have to chase it around the room. Well, no. <laughs> or it's very slow chase. It's... <laughs> So let me let me back up a tad here. Uh, we we ended up with piranhas in 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 and Venezuela, pet oysters. and and then oysters, and um, but if pet oysters, well, pet oysters, sure. <laughs> the um, there was a pet rock too in the United States. So I don't know if that had a pet rock for a pet. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. About that. And what about the chia pet, which wasn't an animal; it was a vegetable. <laughs> well, or or a person's head. It was uh, <laughs> right. But the well, chia pet the, was the chia pet. True. If it was shaped like a person's head, was yeah, then well, it was a vegetable that was being sold as an animal that was really a human head. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it 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 needed a lot of marketing. And <laughs> Very catchy jingle. So yeah, <laughs> don't just ignore the fact it's an animal that's not an animal, but a vegetable <laughs> and a human. It's head. good they didn't go with that one. <laughs> no, that was not it. That was rejected. Okay. Well, I don't think we have to worry about getting sued on that. Yeah, one. we're okay. <laughs> it made the first few cuts though, but ultimately, no. yeah, I was close. But story of my career actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> when um, <laughs> your culture showing, um, and so's your foot, and so's my foot. Uh, we're that close together. How amazing is that? <laughs> wow. Um, and I'll, okay, I'm off COVID nineteen. No, uh, no, we're not uh, doing COVID. <laughs> no, um, but some people do keep bats as pets. They do keep some people keep <laughs> oh, no. bats as pets. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Well, in if I'm not mistaken, and tell me if I'm wrong, but don't you have a bat house? I do have a bat house mm. um, hanging on the exterior of the garage. Uh-huh. Uh, the problem with my bat house is that I wasn't able to hang it high enough. Okay. I needed to get up there with a ladder because if you put your bat house too low, the bats won't come. I see. It has to be at least, I think, nine or ten feet up. Well, I've you know, I've heard that often in and, conversations. Mm, I believe. Sure. Yes. <laughs> it very, it, very the bats need to be high. Right. It's it very. Boring I went to many people. I went. I went to college like with many people who were like that. Actually. <laughs> and so you might ask, well, why didn't I just hang the bat house high enough, Dean? Why didn't you hang the bat house high enough? I was too lazy. I didn't okay. want to uh, get the ladder. Well, there you go. Uh, sure. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I look at it every now and then, and I go, you know, you should really hang that higher because the bats will come if yeah. you do. And, and why do you want the bats to come? They eat the mosquitoes. Okay, they do. So it's not to have them as pets. 
Oh, they're, no, they're working no. animals. For no, they're I working animals. They're working animals. Well, also, I think that um, if in, in reality, I believe if you actually look it up, and maybe you could do this. Okay. I believe that bats consume, for bats, for, uh, for humans, they consume an incredible number of mosquitoes. Uh, each individual bat does. However, in the overall numbers of mosquitoes, they're a minor contributor to, to control of mosquitoes. Yeah, I'm not looking that up. I buy that. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> that I sounded even, like I knew what I was talking about. So that yes. even if one <laughs> buys a bat house, it's it, really not going to make, make a difference. Yeah. You're going to sit outside. You're now you're running the, the risk of uh, anyway. some bite, su- some bat biting your neck and sucking all your blood out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, but sure. you know that's how you got to take risks. As we opposed, about, as right. opposed to getting a, getting a mosquito bite, right. Right. <laughs> which which can give you dengue, malaria, uh, chikungunya. Uh, yeah. What else could you get from those things? Probably a lot. Oh man. Yeah. So no, I mean, but also. There are people who are bat specialists and everything and, and find them fascinating, and maybe they keep them as pets as well. I'm sure somebody does. Yeah, name three. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't. But this whole idea of what kind of animals constitute pets in different cultures. Hey, Dean. You know. What kind of animals uh, are considered pets in different <laughs> cultures? Well, it made me think, we were talking about cats and dogs, and, you know, yeah. many cultures have religious prescriptions against, proscriptions, not prescriptions, okay. proscriptions against certain animals. Okay. Like, mm. I'm thinking um, throughout much of the Middle East, uh, which is which is Islamic, Yes. Um, the, the idea of having a dog as a pet mm. has traditionally been mm. profane. You, right. you don't, you don't. Right, right, Torrin, yeah, you spent right. some time in Jordan. I did, and that's right. right. Yep. You, why would you bring a dirty, or an animal that, that lives outside, a four-footed animal, into the house? The house is sacred, and the house must be clean as possible. It's, and and, and the, 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 the traditional role of, of the woman in these traditional cultures was to keep the house as clean as possible. So the last thing you want to do is have a dog inside the house. Yes. It's just make, it's going to defeating the purpose right. right i think when we owned a dog my wife was on board with that that uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she also got the dog so mm, she true. couldn't really argue that That's fact true. too much but and, and and remember these ideas come out of traditional societies where right. these animals do live outside and so you don't want these packs of dogs or animals come from from packs of dogs suddenly coming into your house sure um they weren't. They weren't coming in. They weren't looking at it as something that was going to sleep with your, mm-hmm. with your son or your right. daughter or something like that. And they would look at it as their pet and take care of no, it. No, it wasn't no. becoming that kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't going to No, they weren't yeah. seen as even. In fact, the 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 wrong thing in that is what you're saying. It was that was not a, a factor at all. Right. Right. Okay. right. Now. Has this changed? Yeah, of course it's changed. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you go to some of, go to the the Emirates, for example. You know, going to say I do know an Islamic sure. family that has a of pet course, dog. Yes. Of course, of sure. course, or live, you know, a very Western in style life. Yes, and so you're living in a in a co-op building, you know, a hundred floors in the middle of Dubai, a hundred floors up. You know, yeah, and you're living a very Western style life, and a lot of people have pets, uh, dogs as pets. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But um, for the main, this has been something that you didn't do. Yeah. And, and you compare that to the European Western tradition of, yes, having the pet inside the house as a source of affection. Yes. It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, in those in those uh, cultures, would there be pets of other kinds? Anything like that that might be kept? Uh, did you notice? Did you see anything in Jordan, Torn? Mm, not that I can think of. Well, for the elite in those societies, falcons, birds. Ah, oh, wow. interesting. Oh, now we're getting into it. Hmm. You know, but again, this is that is, a pet though? It wasn't a working animal, but it was a status symbol. A status symbol, okay. sure. Well, I mean, so, so are dogs yeah, sometimes I'd too. Say that's a pet so, then. Yeah. so I guess we can give them that. Sure. And, you know, you can, if you travel even as a tourist to Gulf Arabia, you can uh, participate in falconry uh, uh-huh. events. Uh-huh. You know, you hold mm. out for a fee, you can, they'll put the leather band on your arm and you can hold your arm out and then suddenly be thrilled with a 60-pound f- falcon landing <laughs> on your hand. <laughs> Those birds are heavy. They are. They're, not quite 60 pounds, but yes. Well, all right. <laughs> The one I think that you had. It felt like was. 60 pounds to me. Well, Dad, good enough. <laughs> but I'm standing there going, get me out of here. I got this bird of prey. <laughs> it's about to suck all the blood out of my neck. Oh, it's no, wait, going wrong, my wrong animal. Oh, your eyes. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that. That also leads us. I know that in the United States, there's been a major... Um, problem with we were talking about before your your relative going down and pilfering uh tropical fish out of um the he amazon was, he was the first person to import tropical he fish was importing into it, the united right. states so that, that makes well, give it him better. his I'm, give him I'm his due sure. he was still exploiting <laughs> yeah. whatever he it's could colonialism from, absolutely but, anyway. and, and and did anybody in the amazonas benefit from his presence i doubt probably it. not no no <laughs> it, <laughs> minimally um, it, but um, that being said, one of the things in the United States is there's a whole both uh, legal and, and illegal, and probably the illegal one is probably much larger, uh, industry of, of, of pets. Or exotic that, pets. Exotic pets, which yes. is a, a nice term for things who shouldn't be pets, pretty much. Um, but and, and snakes, um, spiders, and I think those are some of the good ones, as opposed to um, bringing in things large like, carnivores. Yeah, large cats of uh, yes, um, it, and you've got tigers and uh, and lions and things like that. I had a friend, more or less a, a neighbor, actually, who lived upstairs from me um, when I was in my twenties in in this strange apartment in Brooklyn, who had a monkey as a pet. Yeah, and. Um, Every time I entered his apartment, you know, I I felt a bit uncomfortable because the monkey was always in a cage. Mm-hmm. And so that made me feel uncomfortable. And then I would feel even more uncomfortable when the monkey came out of, out the, of the cage. Out of the cage, yeah. Right. And it made me think, this guy shouldn't have a monkey no. in New York City. No. You know, I and, and I'm sure there's people out there going, wait a minute, hold on. I've had, you know, monkeys and I have this small monkey and then it, and it's perfectly fine. I treat it very well and it has free to run around and so on. And, and, and I'm sure there are situations where they do get treated quite well. Um, however, I, I still am an uncomfortable just with the idea and in, of, of animals that are used to being out in these open spaces, or I guess you could say should be being used in a form just it's really in for the comfort of the human because i maybe the animal's getting something out of it that's beyond that it's hard to to communicate with them so it's tough to really tell but i'm guessing that in some cases at least 
they're just that's they're just a, a you know a trained thing. You know, you might, they're not domesticated animals as a as a cat and a dog are. Um, they are they are animals that are wild. And they're being brought in, and um, as far as we know, we we don't have the ability to domesticate them. And every once in a while, you know, we hear the stories of the, of the one that that gets extremely angry. Look, that happens with domesticated animals. Too. Oh, that happens with people. Oh, it often happens with people. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I don't know how you can domesticate people. No, that's that's, <laughs> the, that's, that's a challenge. Part of, which is why you never call your closest ones my pet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, is it time for a commercial? I know. Um, Petco want to buy time? Anybody? Um, this is why I'm not the pet. <laughs> remember Ira, this kid in the seventh grade. Oh, Ira. I remember. Yeah, no idea who you're talking about. Kid in the about. seventh grade, he kept uh, snakes. He, it, yes. Pythons. Remember those yeah, yeah. a kid who had a python in a uh-huh. tank? And I remember being in um, social studies class, and his mother runs into the classroom demanding to see him and because the python had escaped ah. and she left the house yeah <laughs> that, smart get that, out of there that, yep that, that snake got out and yep. she got out yeah yep. wise <laughs> absolutely get out Let's of jump. vacate Dodge. the premises <laughs> yes it's a, it's a um well pythons and, and like boa constrictors and other animals like that or other snakes like that they have become a major problem in the united states because people in Florida, especially, because people have let them go. Are you going to talk about anymore. the flushing the alligators down the? No, that's not a real thing. But um, but but this is real. They, these are releasing them into the Everglades with the with the concept of oh well, it'll disappear into the Everglades. But there are no predators for these creatures, mm. so they can find things to eat and they can multiply. As soon as there's, you know, a male and a female, we can, it's a garden of Eden in there for them. And that's what's happened. And there is a major problem down. They're actually doing hunts now in the Everglades to, to rid the Everglades of them because they're, they're not indigenous. Mm. They've been brought in for other parts of the world. And it's a, it's a serious problem. And I think that's been true with other, other things from um, other pets. Well, when you bring an animal out of its, its territory and you bring it to a new environment that where it never existed before, you're putting everything out of balance. Yes. And you're going to get some weird stuff going on after yeah. you do something like that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what we're seeing. It, you know, it so, is. So, you know, culling animals, becoming a business, beca- becoming an economic opportunity to have hunting because animals need to be culled because they've been introduced into places where they shouldn't have been introduced in the first place. Right. It's yeah. Very debatable, very debatable. It's, it's all questionable, but it's, it's, but it goes to pets because they were the, the bottom line of that seems to be that the idea was these, these creatures have been brought to be pets and are they, are they actually becoming pets? Also, um, some of these animals live an incredibly long time. And so I guess and another cultural... Oh, like the parrot. Yeah. We're talking about birds as, as pets. Parrots typically have... I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I, no, I, you're not, actually. I, I and I think we've covered that. <laughs> 
but but, but you, you know you stimulate my thought when you say things and then Beg your pardon <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did you you're talking about these animals that live very long and it made me think aha like the parrot ah. right which is yes. why pirates had traditionally a parrot how did a pirate, by the way, develop the stereotype that they have, which is there's always an ancient parrot on their shoulder. An ancient parrot on well, their I'm shoulder. Well, I'm assuming they've lived a very long time. Well, okay, I see. Because someone said that. Uh, I think I heard it on a podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Recently. Yeah. And, they sound and like a, Gilbert Gottfried. patch on one eye. <laughs> they all sound like they Gilbert Gottfried. They all sound like Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> which is great. Sure, we love it. Yep. <laughs> well, who has the patch? Is the, 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 the parakeet? Both. Well, or... no, in advanced stereotypes, <laughs> the parrot also has a patch. I see. Yes. I think the, I, stereotypes. I, we, we only want to play with advanced stereotypes. Well, is there a, a breakfast cereal where the, there's a parrot as the cat Cat crunch? A toucan. Cat crunch? A toucan? It's a toucan. It? For but it's got a patch on its eye. No, the toucan oh, does no, not have a patch. Not a patch. There is one. Well, mm. it might be on. Is this Captain Crunch have a parrot on there? Mine. I don't know. So I don't know. It's, it's too, I haven't it, eaten Captain Crunch in a long time. So, this implies, of course, that the parrot so. had something wrong with its eye and went oh, yes. to the optometrist and they put a patch on it. Because a parrot would need the patch, <laughs> yes, you know? Because yes, God right. forbid people could see any kind of deformity or any, any problem with the eye. So, Where, well, you, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, the pirate... The pirate master could only see it with one the eye because he master. also had a patch on his How does eye. He know? It's got to be on the right, on the correct shoulder. Which is why the parrot which is where is, the eye is, right? Which is why the parrot is always on the left shoulder, and the parrot and the pirate, the pirate master, is always, <laughs> always, always has a patch okay. on the is it left eye. A pirate eye. master or a parrot master? <laughs> Yes. Oh, well, the parrot uh-huh. could. The, the pirate could, is the parrot master. But the parrot do-da, could sometimes do-da. be the pirate master. The parrot can be the pirate master. If the parrot takes charge. If the parrot plays its cards right. Exactly. A card playing parrot. Exactly. Now we're talking. But if exactly. That's entertainment. But, but if the parrot was not a pirate master. Yes. Then the pirate so was usually the parrot master. I, uh, without a doubt, yes, correct. So, Clearly, there's pirate's booty. Is that, what, is that what you're thinking of? Pirate booty. Pirate's booty. What, what's pirate booty? That's their. That's what a, they it's a snack. Up. It's like a cheesy. Snack. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, I see. And it's and, got a pirate with the eye patch and the parrot. I don't know if the parrot has an eye patch. I can't see that. But oh, I see. Definitely has the parrot. The pirate, pirate booty. I don't. Uh, that, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Lots of things booty. I could say about that, and I will refrain from saying all of them. <laughs> pirate, pirate. <laughs> well, say one. Okay. <laughs> we can only see one of the parrot's eyes. I so the other eye may have a patch. It may have know. a patch, and and it's 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 well, it, pirate booty could. Re- That's wouldn't be- that be like the backside of the pirate? Am I wrong with that? Pirate's booty. Oh, pirate's booty. Well, still. Okay. Yeah. I, is, it, is it possessive? But let's let's be accurate here. And, <laughs> is, and is there a patch on it? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll Thank never goodness. Know. Thank goodness. I choose. <laughs> the backside of the, the back. I choose not to know. You could have patches all over the place. You could. On your eye. On... Sure. Wherever you want. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, I think we've absolutely covered this. <laughs> well, I have one question. Okay. Before we put the pa- if you put the patch in the right place, you have covered it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Dean, I'm wondering, you know, we talked about how cats and dogs are, you know, very common pets in the U.S. and are domesticated animals. Are there other animals in other cultures that are kind of known for being common pets that are more domesticated? 
in the traditional definition of the pet, which is the non-working animal. Yeah. I, I think, and with the exception like, of the elites of any of these yeah. cultures, because they've like, been a, able... As ubiquitous as it is in the Yeah, US. as a mass phenomenon. Right. Um, I think the Western concept of the dog and the cat and the... Really? Okay. That, and the probably then the bird and the fish yeah. after that. But okay. yeah, that's pretty much... That's, that's become pretty much universal. But I think okay. that's a modern development. Mm. Okay. Well, it, it's... it. You know, I, I think that... Um, I know I've learned a lot <laughs> today. Unfortunately, none of it's cultural. But <laughs> learned a lot about pirates' booty. <laughs> but then again, isn't isn't everything cultural? Everything really? has a cultural mm-hmm. element, does it? And sometimes those elements. I mean, we're are, going by that, but you know, <laughs> sometimes they're a whole lot more important than in other cultures. Um, now, <laughs> yes. We've lost you, him. You're going to cut this out. Well, that's it. <laughs> oh, no, we're keeping this. Oh, that's it. This is gold. That's all in. It's all gold. No, all in. Return to the pirate and the parrot. <laughs> Great. Good. Just we didn't for, cover that enough. Really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Because the, it, <laughs> there's not only the patch on the eye and the parrot on the shoulder, <laughs> but there's also the missing arm that's replaced with a hook. Uh-huh. And, and usually a leg that's replaced with a, a, leg. With oh. a wooden, right. yes. wooden leg. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. What? That's a dangerous where, job. Is yeah. that where it all comes from? Absolutely. I assume, yeah. And these people who are our captains have have been so out front so much and have been in the midst of the of the battles and the and the and the entanglements and and all the things that can happen in that in that profession that they have been um, marred and therefore they're they're marred the and ba- scarred. Marred and mm-hmm. scarred. And these are their badges of courage that they've shown. Now, in that same stereotype with anybody the patch believe on that? the parrot's just eye, running it out there. <laughs> didn't the didn't the parrot also have a peg leg? The pe- I think it should. I yeah. think it did. <laughs> I think there may be a few animations like that. Yes, let's hope Definitely not in real should. life. All right. But well, to, yes. to your point, parrots oh, live a very point. long time. They do, and they outlive their masters in yes. in many cases. They do, and 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 that's true. And so you have to kind of deal with them almost like children. In those situations, they far outlive. Usually, they will far outlive dogs and cats. Um, mm-hmm. That is, that, that is. I, I don't know for sure how long. And yeah. some of the birds live a considerably long time. I'm, I'm seeing their lifespan is as little as twenty to thirty years for smaller species, up to fifty years or more for larger species. Yeah, I mean, come on. So, if you're, if you're fifty years old and you get a parrot, yeah, you got a shot at having to leave it in your will. Yeah. You know, a serious one. And and that's and that's true. And that's why the parrot's hanging around. You bet. And when it He's finds out that no it's place. not in the will, ah, you're gonna have it. one piss parrot. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know of any better time to wrap up our podcast but on a piss parrot. <laughs> So thank you, Dean Foster. Hey, thank you, Tom. And uh, thank you, Torn. We're glad you're sure. with us again, and we're all in studio. And, Me too. And we're just happy that this whole thing is moving forward, and we hope you're all safe, and everybody is still taking precautions, unless you're listening to it after we've gotten by, in which case, thank goodness we got by. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyhow, hope your pet is safe, and you all enjoy your pets, whatever they may be, and take good care of them. And treat them very well and name them very clever names. <laughs> That's important. That was the in the will, by the way, of, of G. Gordon Liddy. Um, so, so, 
So that's uh, this podcast of Oops, Your Culture's Showing. Smell ya. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is oopscultureshow. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, you should really subscribe. That's the best way to go, really, honestly. I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe. Thank you.